0: Welcome to the 34 Cersei Salon. We journey from the ancient world to the cosmos. Take the, advent- Take with the adventure us. with us. With us. With us. Now is that for a little epic music. Welcome back, everyone, to the 34 Circe Salon. This is the Parallax Channel. I am Sean Marlon Newcomb. And today we're going to be doing Classical Studies 101. We are exploring the Odyssey. And uh, first, though, as always, if you'd be so kind as to leave a nice comment or a high rating on whatever platform you are using to listen to this podcast, it would help us out a lot and uh, helps spread the word and get people to hear more about these exciting stories. But, of course, if we're going to do the Odyssey, then we have to do it with the one, the only, Dr. Gary Stickle. Welcome, Gary.
1: Hi. Hi again.
0: throng of crowds. So, Gary, uh, when last we left our story, we were... with Telemachus or Telemachus, and we were—we uh, just found out that perhaps there was some good word about the fate of Odysseus. And uh, where are we now in Chapter Five? And maybe you want to recap a little Chapter Four as well.
1: Well, Chapter Four is about uh, the son of Odysseus, Telemachus, who's like twenty years old now, uh, trying to find his father. So he's going to the. Uh, big island-like area, southern Greece, of Peloponnesus. To go to Pylos or Pelos to old King Nestor, and then he went on to Sparta to meet Menelaus, the king, and Helen of Troy or Helen of Sparta. Um, and then at the end, um, he uh, is sailing back to Ithaca. And uh, in the meantime, the uh, the terrible. Suitors have sailed a ship to intercept him and kill him. So that's, uh, Homer kind of leaves that hanging when he goes on to the next chapter, five.
0: Hanging on a dangerous spot. Yeah, of a dangerous it's great storytelling.
1: It really is, because uh, you want to know if Telemachus is going to uh, survive the attack or not.
0: Well, as we keep saying, it it's the template. This story is the template for all to come. So yeah. people listen. It's interesting to hear people who haven't read the ancient works, don't understand the history of it, and they will say, well, boy, this is just the same old. Well, the same old is the same old because of stories like that, but frankly, because of this story, this story is that sort of foundational work of how to tell an exciting adventure story. So anyway. We're in chapter five now. Yeah, you know, it's, so it's the happened.
1: original one, and it's it it's a template for all to follow. As you're saying, indeed. So anyhow, so chapter five. again, I'm uh, going to read a lot from the 1996 Robert Fagles translation, which I like, and and uh, <clears throat> many many people do. And he entitles the the chapter "Odysseus, Nymph, and Shipwreck." So it starts off, and then I'll, I'll, I'm going to read quite a bit from this because it's uh, very good and very uh, moving, I think, <clears throat> to uh, you know progress the story. <clears throat> uh, okay, this is how it begins. As dawn rose up from her bed by lordly mate Tithonus, bringing light to immortal gods and mortal men, the gods sat down in council, circling Zeus, the Thunder King, whose power rules the world. Athena, and she's his daughter, the goddess Athena, began recalling Odysseus to their thoughts. The god is deeply moved by the man's long ordeal, that he is held captive in the nymph Calypso's island. So she says, Father Zeus and all you other happy gods who never die, Never let my sceptered king be kind and gentle now, not with all his heart or set his mind on justice. No, let him be cruel and always practice outrage. Think not one of the people whom he ruled remembers Odysseus now, that godlike man, and kindly as a father to his children. He's left to pine away on an island racked by grief in the nymph Calypso's island. She holds him there by force. He has no way to voyage home to his native land, and so on. <clears throat> so, um, and then she talks about Telemachus and how he sailed off for news of his father to Holy Pelos, and then to Lacedaemon or Sparta.
0: Could you, Gary, could you just just, again, set it a little bit more for the listener? Because these are sort of the gods in council now, right?
1: Yeah, that means they're up on Mount Olympus uh, in the uh, palace of Zeus, the king of the gods, and so they're listening to all this, but she's directing her statements to her father, you know, Zeus, the king of the gods.
0: So so for the listeners, to give you an idea, a lot of times when we talk about this, how it's left out of modern storytelling of this, this is the, some of the richest scenes in the, uh, in the Odyssey. So imagine that there is a circle of gods and goddesses, and they are listening and deciding and deliberating on, on the fate of this great hero. You know, it's almost like a, um, like a, a political re- uh, proceeding, like uh, you know the the chambers of Congress or something. And so they're gathered yeah. around and they're <clears> discussing. And of course, Zeus is the the big daddy of them all, right, in the Greek pantheon.
1: Yeah, he's sitting so, on a golden throne and he has light, uh, you know, emanating from his head. You know,
0: and Athena. Would you say Athena is his favorite daughter?
1: Yes, and she's yeah, the goddess. That I, of defensive war and wisdom.
0: So Athena is his favorite daughter, and she is making her case. You know, again, if you think of it like a congressional hearing, a congressional group, uh, or even a legal proceeding, uh, uh, jurors deliberating, right? She's making the case for Odysseus. Yes. And so there you have it.
1: To to release him from uh, – he's, he's being kept as a sex slave by Calypso on her island, and he has no way – Way to get home. There's no boat or ship or anything that he can sail up, up on. Right.
0: Basically to finally li- relieve him of his torment in trying to return home to his family, to his palace.
1: And he that's wants like to it. go home. He loves his wife and his son Telemachus, and he, he wants to regain his kingdom. You know? So uh, that's why he's, he's pining or you know just tearing his heart out, wanting to go home.
0: So Athena makes his case for him.
1: Yes. And so uh, Z- Zeus replies to her, and he says, My child, what nonsense you let slip through your teeth. Come now. Wasn't the plan your own? You conceived it yourself. Odysseus shall return and pay the traitors back. Telemachus, sell him home with all your skill. The power is yours, no doubt. Home to his native country, all unharmed, while the suitors limp to port, defeated baffled men. And then it goes on. With those words, Zeus turned to his own son, Hermes. And he addresses himself to Hermes. You are a messenger, Hermes, sent on all our missions. To, and so go now to the nymph with the lovely braids and with our fixed decree that Odysseus must journey home. The exile must return.
0: Now, Hermes is uh, in the in the Roman pantheon. He's Mercury. Yes. Okay. And so people know him as that winged god, the speedy god.
1: Yeah, and that's um, explained here. it you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, he's the messenger. Okay. So he's going off to the nymph Calypso, who is this beautiful love goddess, right? Right. Okay. And she has held she has Odysseus captive.
1: And she's held him for seven years, which is a sacred number. Right. So it goes on here that um, he needs to make a makeshift raft. And on the 20th day of sailing, he will make his landfall on fertile Sharia. Now, Sharia is an island to the north of uh, Ithaca, the home island of Odysseus. Sharia, the land of the Phoenicians, who with all their hearts will prize him like a god and send him off on a ship to his own beloved land, and so on.
0: What do we know? I do, do you know much about the Phoenicians? I mean, I don't. I, they're not a familiar name. What do, what do we know about them?
1: Well, they're the subjects of this uh, King Antinous. Um, mm-hmm. No, not King not Antinous. and um, I'm blanking on his name. Alcan. Al- oh,
0: Yeah. Kenawas. Thank you.
1: And uh, <clears throat> and and finally, after you know all you know, virtually ten years of being. Uh, uh, you know, adversely affected by gods and goddesses and monsters and everything. He finally found somebody who helps him, and that's King Alcinous.
0: So we've had ten years of the Trojan War, and seven years with Calypso. Is that right? Do I have the, do I have the chronology correct? Well,
1: no. Uh, he spent three years. You know, it's it's virtually ten years now.
0: Oh, okay, so ten years of the war. Now he's dead, so, so 10 he years, didn't get to 10 Calypso's years island
1: for about almost four years. You know, got it. So, three so, years, so we, we are really almost three years. So
0: we're we are twenty years in, so we're at the very yeah. That's the very end, very, the very end, end of, his, of his journey. Okay, so please continue.
1: So he says, um, uh, you know, Odysseus needs to be re- returned intact. So that his destiny will be fulfilled, and he shall see his loved ones, reach his high roofed house, his native land at last. So Zeus decreed, and the giant killing guy, that's, uh, you know, a epithet for uh, <coughs> Hermes, that he obeyed at once. Quickly under his feet he fastened the supple sandals of ever glowing gold that wing him over the waves. In other words, they're winged sandals. Uh, and he seized his wand and enchanted the eyes of men. Now this wand was uh, called a caduceus. And it's actually the one that uh, the medical profession uses to uh, be emblematic of the medical profession. Mm -hmm. The the entwined staff. It's it's a a staff entwined by two serpents and has wings at the top and a a little golden ball at the very top. Mm -hmm. Uh, But actually, it doesn't truly represent the medical profession because um, Hermes or Mercury... Didn't represent medicine that was another god called Hephaestus. Now, not Hephaestus? No, it Wait, wasn't Hephaestus, Hephaestus. The, no, yeah, it, Hephaestus, wasn't Hephaestus.
0: The, it was another yeah, god. Yeah, I was about to say, he's the uh,
1: I'm blanking, he's I'm the blanking on the god, but his, his symbol Oops. is a single staff with a single serpent on it, and that is truly uh, represents medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, he seizes the wand in his grip, swooping down, uh, he plunges down to the sea and skims over the waves like a tern. So Hermes skimmed the crest of the endless crest until he gained the island. And uh, um, from the deep blue sea he climbs to the dry land and strode on till he reached the spacious cave where the nymph of the lovely braids had made her home. He found her inside, A great fire going on blazed on the hearth and the smell of cedar, cedar wood, and so on. Deep inside, she sang the goddess Calypso, lifting her breathtaking voice as she glided back and forth before her loom. So she was weaving on a loom. And around, and and then explains how beautiful the area was. Mm -hmm. And, uh... (sighs) Around the cave grew luxurious alders and black poplars and, and pungent cypress. And there birds roosted, folding their long wings, owls and hawks uh, and ravens of the sea, black skimmers and so on. Round the mouth of the cavern trailed a vine laden with clusters of ripe grapes. And there were four springs in a row bubbling clear and cold, running side by side to channels left and right. And so he's, and around him were meadows starred with violets and beds of parsley and so on. He said, why a deathless god who came down that place would gaze and wonder how beautiful it was. Hermes, the guide, the mighty giant killer, stood there spellbound. But once he had his fill, marveling at it all, he briskly entered the deep vaulted cavern. Calypso, the lustrous goddess, knew him at once. Immortals are never strangers to each other, no matter how distant.
0: So he, he, just again, to just to give a little more setting, he, he's entering a sumptuous bower. I mean, so we're talking about a love goddess. We're, we're, we're creating this whole beautiful, a beautiful intoxicating, cavern, yeah. in a, right. So the idea of what happens when you fall in love or fall under a spell to this kind of love goddess, you are entering into her bower so he enters in and even as a god he is affected by its sheer beauty and majesty it's a beautiful
1: island but it's not what odysseus wants he wants to go home to his uh, beautiful wife and queen penelope and his son and it says uh she was there but great odysseus hermes not could, could not find him within the cave No, off he sat on a headland, weeping there for, as always, wrenching his heart out with sobs and groans of anguish, gazing over the barren sea before him with tears. But Calypso, the lustrous goddess, questioned Hermes from her polished chair. He says, God of the golden wand, why have you come? A beloved, honored friend, but it's been so long. Your visit's much too rare. Tell me, what's on your mind? I'm eager to do it whenever I can. Um, and uh, so she uh, gives him something to eat first. On the table beside uh, Hermes, she puts ambrosia, the food of the gods, and deep red nectar, the, the drink of the gods. So Hermes, the guide and giant killer, ate and drank. Once he had dined and fortified himself with food, he launched right in. So he has to eat first before he gives a message. He says, as one God to another, you ask me why I've come. I'll tell you why. The whole story means no words. It was Zeus who made me come, no choice of mine. And so he says, um, but storming Zeus uh, has made it clear. Zeus uh, uh, commands you to release the unlucky man, most harried of all, who fought at Troy for nine years, sacking the city on the 10th. And then set him sail to the home. But voyaging back, the outraged queen, uh, you know, talking about how Zeus was against him and and uh, Poseidon, the god of the sea, was against him, and so on. And
0: right, right. The suffering he's been through.
1: Yeah, it kept him from getting home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, he said, "Now it's clear. You must release this man. Destiny still ordains he needs to go see his loved ones." Reach his high roofed house, his native land at last. And then it says, But Lustrous Calypso shuddered at those words and burst into a flight of indignation. And then she says to uh, Hermes, Hard hearted you are, you gods, you unrivaled lords of jealousy, scandalized when the goddesses sleep with mortals openly, even when one has made the man her husband. So when dawn with her rose red fingers rose, her fingers took Orion. You gods and your everlasting ease were horrified till chaste Artemis thrown in gold and attacked him out on Delos and shot him to death with gentle shafts. So when Demeter, the, the graceful goddess with the lovely braids, uh, made love with Eason, bending down in a furrow, plowed three times in her sacred number, This got wind of it, I'd say, and blasted the man to death with flashing bolts of lightning. So she's talking about how other goddesses, uh, lovers have been treated, you know?
0: The double st- the double standard, obviously. Yeah. So the gods land, can see, you know,
1: yeah. Which became a constellation on you know, the stars and all that sort of thing.
0: Indeed. But I think it's interesting. We've talked about, we talk about gender a lot. Of course, we talk about it a lot on our other, our sister podcast, Make Matriarchy Great Again, Disrupting History. But in this particular case, it's interesting to hear Homer put into the mouth of a goddess her uh, her outrage and her indignation at being treated to a double standard. Basically, when a goddess gets to lay with a mortal man, you know, the world catches fire, but the yes. gods can do that whenever they want. With a exactly.
1: Woman. It's real double standard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so she's pleading with Hermes. She said, <clears throat> I welcomed him, meaning Odysseus, uh, warmly, cherished him, even vowed to make him immortal, ageless in all his days. He said, but since there's no way to thwart uh, uh, the God, the will of storming Zeus and make him come to nothing. Uh, if the almighty one insists commands and, dis- and so on, I'll send them off, but not with with any escort. I have no ships, no crew to ply the oars and so on. And then the the guide, meaning Hermes, Reinforces words, release him at once. Steer clear of the rage of Zeus, or down the years he'll fume and make your life a hell. With that, the powerful giant killer sped away. The queenly nymph sought out the great Odysseus. The commands of Zeus still ringing in her ears, and found him there in the headland, sitting, still, weeping, his eyes never dry.
0: It's it's very, I mean, even the way he... Hermes lays down the law, it's very patriarchal. Like, look, just do it, or Zeus is gonna make your life worse than you could ever imagine. Yeah. So, and then he's just gone.
1: Right. And then it mentions that Odysseus, true. He'd sleep with her in the arcing cave. He had no choice, unwilling lover. Alongside lover, all too willing but all his days he'd sit on the rocks and beaches, wrenching his heart out with sobs and groans and anguish. So coming up to him now, the lustrous goddess ventured, no need, my unlucky one, to grieve here any longer. No, don't waste your life away. Now I am willing, heart and soul, to send you off at last. Come, take bronze tools and cut lengthy timbers and make them into a broad-beamed raft. And I myself was stalked it would food and water and ruddy wine to your taste. Uh, I'll give you clothing, send you a stiff, flowing wind, so you can reach your native country all unharmed. So she's saying that she has to. Her uh, long-suffering the dishes shuddered at that and broke out in sharp flight of protest. Passage home? Surely you're planning something else, goddess, urging me in a raft. So he's he's dubious about what she's telling him. Right. And so, um, but, you know, she convinces him. uh, Well,
0: he's been there seven years. I mean, he's probably at this point thinking, well, what's going on here? What's the game? Right. What are you playing at?
1: And uh, so uh, the illustrious goddess smiled and so on and said, uh, you know, in other words, he's worried that she's going to try to, Uh, do him in somehow. He Mm -hmm. said, what a wicked man you are, never at a loss. What a thing to imagine. What a thing to say. Earth be my witness now, the vaulting sky above, and the dark cascading waters of the river Styx. I swear by the greatest, grimest oath that binds the happy gods, I will never plot some new intrigue to harm you. No, I am, uh, trust me, I'm all compassion.
0: And all compulsion, for that matter.
1: (laughs) Yes. And so anyhow, she gives them food and drink, and then she gives them nectar and ambrosia, Mm -hmm. as she did Hermes. And uh, uh, And then she says, so then, royal son of Laertes, Odysseus, man of exploits, still eager to leave at once and hurry back to your own home, your beloved native land. Good luck to you, and even so, farewell. So, number, uh, she's going to help him build the raft and everything, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so, uh, and he replies, Ah, oh, great goddess, worldly Odysseus answered, Don't be angry with me, please. All you say is true. How well I know you. And my wise Penelope, she falls short of you. So, he's trying to make her feel better that he has to leave, you know? And um, so, anyhow. Uh, uh, he talks about if a god will wreck me yet again on the wine dark sea, I can bear that too with a spirit tempered to endure. Much I have suffered, labored long and hard by now, in the waves and wars. I love that, in the in the waves and wars.
0: That's a be- beautiful phrase, yeah, brilliant brilliant phrase.
1: And so he says, Now bring it on, you know, in other words, bring on his voyage on, you know, even though it might be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Even as it spoke, the sun set and darkness swept over the earth. And now withdrawing into the caverns, deep recesses, long in each other's arms, they lost themselves in love. So in other words, he makes yeah, he, he makes uh, love to her one more time.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting choice, let's just say. He's saying all the about how he wants to go home to his wife and just decides, to get one more one more in before he leaves. Yeah,
1: yeah, one, so, one more episode of sex yeah. before I go.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Which shows the double standard, you know.
0: Indeed, indeed.
1: But then he encounters um, another goddess who gives him a, a scarf and uh, so on. But anyhow, uh, Calypso gives him a, a bronze axe and, and he, he cuts down uh, trees, black alders, you know, uh, I mean, excuse me, alders, black poplars and firs. And, and guess what? He cuts down 20 of them, which is a sacred number. Mm. Which I think means ten years for the Trojan War, uh, ten years for the voyage home, and then it equals twenty. So he has a raft made of uh, twenty uh, logs, mm-hmm. and then he makes gunwales, you know, uh, words, coverings on the sides of it, and so on, and uh, and he creates a steering oar, and he you know he creates a a mast, and then Clipso gives him bolts of cloths to make the sale. So he makes the sale and so on. Uh, and so on. The, it took him four days to do all this. And so on the fourth day, his work was done. And on the fifth, the goddess launches them on her island. Well, five is half of ten. Mm-hmm. So you see how these sacred numbers, they double them or they uh, have them and so on, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. They show up. I think it's also interesting that he is built. I mean, just when you think about the era He's building a ship himself out of some wood. just think about when you look at the ocean and you know the now in the modern world, the the big yachts and liners that people are on or the boats that we take, he's just on some wood with a mast. Yeah. And he's going out to sea all by himself. I mean, it was it's a very harsh world and it took very brave people to challenge it or challenge the sea back then. Yeah. It's good to remember that.
1: So uh, on the fifth day, she launches him from her island, it says. and, uh, And she summons the wind to bear him onward, fair and warm. The wind lifting the spirits high, royal dishes spread sail, gripping the tiller, seated astern, and now the master mariner steered his craft, sleep never closing his eyes. And then he sails on at night, and he scans the stars, the Pleiades, seven Pleiades, sacred number and the plowman, meaning bo and the great bear, you know. Uh, and, and uh, Sean, what do we call the great bear? Are
0: we talking about Urso? Yeah. 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 Are you quizzing me now?
1: <laughs> no, I just wanted to have you comment. All right, go. <laughs> And then he uh, and then he always has his eyes fixed on the hunter, meaning Orion, which is now made into a you know a constellation. Um, so um, and yeah, it's,
0: and it's interesting that story that she tells Calypso tells about Orion, yeah, uh, which is a fascinating tale, okay.
1: so uh, uh, and Calypso told him how to steer by the stars, you know. And he sails for seventeen days. On the eighteenth day, he uh, he sees shadowy mountains of the island of the Phoenicians.
0: So, isn't it? Wouldn't you figure he'd know how to steer by the stars already?
1: Yeah, you would think so. But uh, yeah, as I said anyway, in my poem right. about this, uh, you know, carrying Calypso taught Odysseus how to steer uh, at night by the stars, Pleiades, Bootes, Bear. To steer by Orion's light.
0: Yeah, I I just would think he would know. But anyway, okay, so he is off. Yeah.
1: And um, so, anyhow, um, now before he reaches the island, I mean the island's in sight, but no, no, there has to be a setback, just like in a action adventure movie, right? And uh, so, mm-hmm. but now. Poseidon, god of the earthquake, saw him, meaning Odysseus, returning home from his Ethiopian friends. So Poseidon was returning home from Ethiopia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he spied Odysseus sailing down the sea and made it his fury boil. He shook his head and rumbled to himself, outrageous. Look how the gods have changed their minds about Odysseus while I was off with my Ethiopians. Just look at him there, nearing Phoecia's shores. Or he's fated to escape his noose of pain that held him until now. Still my hopes ride high. I'll give that man his swamping fill of trouble. With that, Poseidon rams the clouds together, both hands clutching his trident, his three-pointed spear, you know. Again, the number three is a sacred number, by the way. Mm-hmm. He turns the waves into chaos, whipping all the gales from every quarter Shrouding over in thunderheads, the earth and sea at once, the night swept down from the sky. East and south winds clashed, and the raging west and north winds sprung from the heavens, roiled heaving breakers up, and Odysseus' knees quaked, his spirit too. numb with fear, he spoke to his own heart. Wretched man, what becomes of me now? I fear the nymph foretold it all too well in the high seas, she said, before I can reach my native land, I'll fill my cup of pain. And now look, it all comes to pass, what monstrous clouds, King Zeus crowns the whole heavens black, and so on. And so he's worried about my death plunge in the, in the, in the flesh. So he's really worried about whether he's going to survive or not.
0: Right, of course. But Sidon enraged at sea, his domain, there's a lot to worry about.
1: And then uh, Poseidon launches a colossal wave that comes down on Odysseus, uh, destroying his raft. And so Odysseus uh, clings to the remains of his raft, you know, to a couple of the logs. I think it is okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, it, it says Poseidon thinks he's done him in, so he leaves, and he goes down to uh, Aege where his famous palace stands underwater, you know. But then Athena comes back and helps Odysseus. And okay, so. And so, uh, and so finally, she helps him to get to uh, Sharia Island so he can meet King Al-Kinoos. Um and, and then when he gets there, you know, he's just wiped out. He barely. uh so yeah. He washes up on the shore. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, and and when he does, he crawls uh, under these uh, olive trees and he gathers leaves about him to cover him. So, great Odysseus buried himself in leaves, and Athena showered sleep upon his eyes, sleep in a swift wave, delivering him from all his pains and labors. Blessed sleep that sealed his eyes at last. And that's how the chapter ends.
0: What a very, very vivid and intense chapter that was. I think that deserves to old Homer and to you, Dr. Gary Stigl. Thank you.
1: Thank you, son. It's always great to do these uh, chapters with you and uh, Homer's uh, great uh, action adventure tale, The Odyssey. So thank you.
0: It's a fun journey we're taking. Thank you. And Thank you all for listening to the 34 Circe Salon, the Parallax Channel. My name is Sean Marlon Newcomb. We have been doing Classical Studies 101, The Odyssey, Chapter 5. We will be back with more for you soon. Thank you again, and God bless.